0: Hello friends,
1: this is Paragia, your host on Stay Strong Podcast. Thank you very much for tuning into this podcast. I'm so very glad that I'm able to share a very valuable inputs from the best lifters from all over the world. Today we have Carol Eddy from Boston, US. He, she is a chief medical officer working in a French company. Beautifully manages her work and her trainings. We are going to see how does she train herself how does coach help her to train? What kind of nutrition does she take? So we are going to deep dive into her mind and understand her training programs and understand how does she really prepare for the World Championships or even the national competitions which she played in the US. Please help me welcome Carol from Boston. Yeah, hello friends, this is here. Welcome back on Stay Strong Broadcast. We have Carol from Boston, US. Over to, over to you, Carol. Please introduce yourself, a kind of a little fitness background, and of course, your professional background. What do you do?
0: Hi, Farag. Thanks for having me today. Great to connect with you uh, in follow up to Portugal, which was not too long ago. Yes. Um, my name is Carol Addy, and I'm 63 years old. I live outside of Boston in the United States. And uh, I've been involved in kettlebell sports since 2015. I started okay. when I was 56, so somewhat late compared to others, although got some terrific role models uh, yes. that are, uh, I won't say of advanced years, but of wise years, I'll, I'll put it yes. that way. Yes. Um, I got into Kettlebell training, kind of uh, serendipitously. I've been an athlete all of my life. Um, I ran track and field when I was younger, um, and then I got into cycling, and I was a professional bike racer for Mm -hmm. most of my 20s. And when I got close to turning 30, I decided that I needed to do something more serious with my life, professionally speaking. And so I went back to school and ended up um, going to medical school. Okay. And um, that was really so that I could share my passion for health and fitness with my patients. Okay. And. When I went to medical school, of course, time was really limited. And so in contrast to being out on my bicycle for four or five hours on a training ride, I needed something that was far more efficient. So I graduated to running and I got into long distance running during the time that I was in all of my medical training, Um, did a number of marathons and continued that. I loved it, was passionate about my running. Um, but then as I got into my later 40s, it seemed like I was being injured more often than I was healthy. And that was really a source of frustration to me. Okay. And that was really a driver for me to begin to work out with a personal trainer who introduced me to kettlebells. And so I really um, started with kettlebells, more just general fitness. Okay. And I really loved um, the, the diversity of kettlebell training, strength, flexibility, intensity, and uh, that I could get a very good workout within a very short period of time. So efficiency, of course, is always important when we um, are working uh, most of the day, um, which I was. Yes. And then as part of that, I started to do some of my own programming, and I picked up a book that was authored by Lorna Kleidman. And I think, you know, Lorna. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so this was a general fitness book. And so I was curious to know more about, well, who is this Lorna Kleidman? And I looked up online and discovered that she was involved in this thing called Kettlebell Sport. Yes. And this really intrigued me. And so I started looking around, investigating. And uh, at this time, I, I learned of an event in October uh, of 2015. Um, It was a relatively local event uh, here in Massachusetts, and that was my first kettlebell competition.
1: Okay, so uh, the kettlebell sport was introduced to you by a coach, although you got information via this book. Is that so?
0: Well, I only learned about it through online. Lorna was not my coach and it was not until after I went to my first kettlebell competition that I decided, wow, I really would want to do this. And I asked around and, uh, you know, how do I find a coach? And uh, everyone at this particular competition pointed their finger at Chris Duffy who's been involved in the sport for many many years and they said Chris is your man if you if you really want to do this um, get get connected with Chris which I did and so he has coached me on and off since that time
1: okay okay great so um, coming from track and field to having various kinds of sports earlier but you know you had some kind of injuries in uh, late 40s but when you started picking up kettlebells what was the change you saw in your body Uh, was it you were getting more healthier or was it that uh, your conditioning was better and you would still do cycling or you totally switched your sporting or sporting life of doing cycling from kettlebell sport how was it how was the transition
0: yeah i I would say that i predominantly switched to lifting uh, with cycling now being supplementary um, and you know that's uh, continues to be um, how i get my cardio in Uh, so i'm I'm primarily just lifting at this point in time which works well for me because i'm i have very crazy working hours I'm, i'm a chief medical officer at a biotechnology company so coming back to efficiency i really need to uh, for the most part, get my workout in within an hour's time.
1: Yes, yes, yes. So uh, when you started lifting kettlebells and when you got introduced to kettlebell sport, that is way back in 2015, uh, what lift did you start? At? Did you start with snatch or long cycle? How was it?
0: I started with snatch and 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 that was a problem because when I started working with Chris Duffy as my coach, He said, well, you know, we I think you should train for biathlon. And so I started to do this lift called the jerk, which um, for me was very challenging and certainly not natural. Um, But I really came to, well, it's a love hate relationship with with all lifts, in my opinion. And so um, sometimes jerks are are, uh, one of my favorite lifts and sometimes not. But, um, I primarily trained and competed in biathlon in Portugal. That was an exception. I think that was the only time that I did snatch only. Okay. Um, and so after coming back from Portugal, I resumed back into biathlon training and I realized how much I had actually missed, um, doing jerks.
1: Okay, okay. So uh, biathlon was your kind of uh, first introduction to uh, getting into the kettlebell uh, event, like the okay, the main event. Okay, great. Now, when you were doing when you're training with kettlebells, simultaneously, are you also training for the strength training? Because you are doing cycling. So how does your program looks like? Say, for example, you do two times kettlebells, three times kettlebells, two times strength training, cardio, how does this entire week Lipstick.
0: Yeah, I like the variety with the biathlon. So I typically do uh, Monday, Tuesday, jerk, followed by snatch. Wednesday is cardio and maybe some supplemental exercises. Thursday, Friday, jerk and snatch again. Saturday would be cardio. Um, and then I typically do a full rest day on Sunday. So that's that's yeah. the pattern. It's, it's, it's a nice way. I like the variety. It really mixes it
1: up. Okay. So you train pretty all the week except Sundays. Is that so?
0: Yeah. Yeah. For the most part.
1: Okay. Okay. So uh, when you're training for an hour at this age of 63, uh, what is your biggest challenge? Uh, Is it the intensity of the training uh, or is it the recovery? How do you feel? Like, uh, are you progressing? How do you measure the progress?
0: No, um, I think Um, getting older certainly we need to come to appreciate um, the fact that it does take longer to recover and we need to be more mindful of the signals that our body is sending to us and you know it's always a challenge sometimes our heads are stronger than our bodies and that's what gets us into trouble and so I'd like to think that as I've gotten older, I've becoming gotten a little bit smarter in terms of really listening and paying attention and not feeling that I have to do my workouts if for, for some reason I'm not, well today in fact, I had a workout that I was planned to do and I got, um, let's see, maybe three minutes into a snatch set and I just put the bell down, I said, it's not happening today and um i had a hard workout yesterday and i kind of knew that i was blown out from that workout and so i just said okay i think it's it's a good decision just to to pause
1: yes yes so how do you manage these challenges carol so if you have certain things when you're lifting kettlebells, like mentally emotionally if you are there are a lot of things going in your mind, say, for example, something related to your work comes in your mind, or probably something with your family comes in your mind. How do you manage with this? Because I understand at this age you're lifting, and there are very few who are doing this. So it can be a very good insight if you can just give that.
0: Yeah, you know, honestly, that's one of the things that I really, really love about lifting is that it's, for me, a form of meditation because if we're lifting heavy objects over our heads, which we are, we can't allow our minds to be thinking about other things. And so when I'm lifting, I'm thinking about my breathing, I'm thinking about my technique, um, trying to stay on pace and everything else, um, crazy stuff going on at work or otherwise, it goes away. And so it's really for that short period of time, uh, a tremendous source of, well, meditation, stress reduction. Um, so it's, okay. it's first thing okay. in the morning for me. And it, it really sets the tone for the day, I'd have to say.
1: Okay, okay. So do you work out in mornings or you work out in the evenings? So you're a morning person? Uh, I am you... a morning
0: person. Yeah, okay. absolutely. I, um, my, my mother grew up on a farm. I think I got her jeans because she always woke up early to do chores on the farm. And so I, I love the morning. That's always been the case. When I was running, I would go for my long runs very early in the morning, just as the sun was coming up. And so that, that is the case for me now, which works well because my company is based in France. So okay. it's six hours earlier. And so my getting up early to get my workout in really serves me well in terms of getting a start um, with my work day.
1: Yes, it's yes, great. And uh, simultaneously, how do you manage your nutrition, Carol? I mean, do you take supplements? Uh, how does it look all throughout the day? Are you vegetarian, yeah. non-vegetarian, or uh, what do you prefer to eat, especially when you're training pre and post?
0: Yeah, um, It interestingly, because I get up so early, uh, I, it's very difficult uh, to, to have any nutrition. cup of coffee will do it for me. And yeah. honestly, I, my preference is to, to train on an empty stomach. I, I don't like to have anything in my stomach while, while I'm uh, training. And then, uh, unfortunately, as, as I've, my body, I've just noticed that my metabolism has slowed down with aging. And so um, I don't eat nearly as much as, as I used to eat back when I was cycling, for example. Um, and so I've, I noticed that I, I, I have adjusted how much I'm eating, but I'm not really changing so much how I'm eating. Um, I'm not vegetarian. So um, I eat a balanced diet, a lot of fresh uh, vegetables this primarily, um, okay. lean proteins and that sort of thing. Okay. And then, so, oh go ahead.
1: Yeah, you also take supplements like in the case of like uh, protein yeah, or some beauty, some, something for recovery?
0: I do. Um, I don't do anything specific for recovery. Um, I do take supplements Um, multivitamin, uh, calcium and vitamin D for bone health, um, for recovery, and maybe uh, curamin, which is a turmeric extract, um, which is good for anti-inflammation, similarly fish oil, magnesium. um, So those types of things, nothing crazy.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's, uh, to be very honest, is as basic as it is needed, like especially vitamin C's and E's and all that. We need to depend on some supplements, which we actually cannot get from the food directly. That's Although exactly. we get it, but it is always insufficient.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right.
1: Great, great. Um, do you have any um, uh, negative experience of kettlebells lifting at this age, Carol? Like meat uh, might be injury or maybe anything. I mean, if you would like to share Oh my there
0: goodness, <laughs> well, um, it's it's not from lifting kettlebells, but uh, although I did have one injury specific to kettlebells, but since I started kettlebell sport in 2015, I've had three rotator cuff surgeries. And really? so two on the left side and one on the right side. And in fact, I think I qualified for Portugal only six, months, uh, I had surgery on this shoulder. Okay. So when I think back about the duration of time since I started competing, honestly, a lot of that time has been in recovery, okay. <laughs> doing rehabilitation and, and uh, getting recovered. I'm I'm happy now that I, I think both shoulders are doing quite well. Um, but it also I think in some ways was helpful because uh, during my recovery from surgeries I would just train one side only and Mm -hmm. so I think it really helped to develop unilateral strength on both sides. In, In fact one of the competitions that I'm most proud of was in 2019 I was recovering from surgery on my left shoulder and I did one arm biathlon all on my right side. And okay. so I did two 10 minute lifts, the jerk, and then the snatch. Nice. And then I ended up doing one arm long cycle after that for fun. So I was wow. really proud. In fact, I think the numbers that I put up for jerk and snatch are my all time competition bests. Wow. And that was with one arm.
1: Wow, that's that's super. So that was um, because of the injury and how did the injury happen actually if you want to share that.
0: Well the first injury I just um, I stepped outside of my house not realizing that it was slippery and I um, Mm -hmm. just fell and uh, directly injured my shoulder. Okay. I think um, on the right side it was kind of a wear and tear injury and then uh, when I re-injured my left shoulder i was snatching with 20 kilograms and i still don't honestly understand what happened but i um at the lockout i, I overextended and, and dislocated oh. my shoulder which um tore the rotator cuff
1: oh okay 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 so that was uh, uh six months prior to portugal visit or a year okay okay yeah
0: so i'm just just a little year out now and starting to feel like i'm back to normal
1: okay so you have undergone the rehabilitation for it
0: yeah yeah okay
1: okay great wow Um, uh, I would like to know that uh, like uh, you've been training on and off with the coach and it's been like over six seven years you've been training so how is your experience training by yourself and training uh, with the mentor Uh, did you find any difference uh, if you can share your experience
0: you know it's interesting so right now I'm not working directly with Chris But I've saved all of the workouts that he's given to me over the years. And so um, even though he doesn't realize it, he is still coaching me in many ways. And um, the funny thing was, is that um, our coaching relationship was always virtual. I never saw him. In fact, I only saw him was when we were in competitions together. And so um, I really... I don't really see much difference, um, again, because he's still coaching me in many ways, even yes. though we're not in contact with one another on a weekly basis.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And many times, even uh, you also discover a lot of things, because uh, sometimes we follow coaches' guidelines. but uh, over a period of, say, six years, seven years, you also up a lot of experience and which can be a good input for your own programs at times. Right. That is also a really great discovery. Okay, Um, uh, maybe if you can share, uh, if you remember, of course, uh, the best uh, uh, lifting records in all formats in the U.S. and uh, international. Maybe just few, maybe if you have done marathon, uh, maybe into that yeah I,
0: I um i've never done marathon although okay. you know when i reflect back to my running i i think maybe there might be some marathon in my future but not quite yet um and uh, the competition in portugal was my first world championship experience so i competed okay. in the 16 kilogram amateur snatch and okay. 12 kilogram uh for my age group, same with a snatch. And um, I realized, well, that was my first competition since 2019. And so I had a lot of reflection after that, um, you know, realizing that, well, my, my, my performance, although I got a silver medal and a bronze medal, um, my numbers were not what I had hoped for. And so I think largely just not being accustomed to being on the platform um, for for that intervening, intervening period of time, uh, given that we were you know, in the COVID setting and competitions weren't taking place. And as I also reflect on that too, I realized that I really enjoy my training more than I like competing. And I, I kind of yeah. think of the analogy as I really like the journey, um, maybe it, it more than the actual destination. Um, so um, okay. it was all good and I'm inclined, you know, hopefully to to uh, pursue qualifying for Hungary uh, in the events that are planned early next year here in the US. Um, so we'll see what happens.
1: Absolutely. Yes. 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 Great. So, yeah, I mean, it is a really great experience for me also to understand your insights on how you train and uh, simultaneously a great experience for the viewers also who are checking out this podcast, because at your age, 63, of course, there are not many women who are lifting yellow and you are doing really amazing. So, yeah, uh, I as I you-
0: said, uh, I said to my US teammate, Sandy Doyle, and I think she's yes. either uh, almost 60 or has just turned 60. And um, we were on the platforms next to one another in in uh, Portugal and we said, power to the dinosaurs. <laughs> and so, you know, I think I, I got started in, in the sport late in life. And, you know, I think yes. it's never too late to start. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, it's never too late. It is just the decision what you have to make. That's right. Find a good mentor and you're all set to become world champion.
0: Well, and also not to minimize the health benefits. And so, as a woman, I need to be mindful of um, my bone density. And I can I know that my bone density has increased since I've started lifting kettlebells, and I'm I'm uh, I'm very proud of that.
1: Okay, okay. Can you share one experience or maybe two experiences post your kettlebell lifting? What are the uh, benefits you have got as far as health is concerned? For example your cardiovascular system getting better, maybe one or two more. What do you feel if you can just share?
0: Um, I f- just feel strong. And um and I, I mean, quite honestly, I don't feel that I'm my age. And in fact, when I have to say how old I am, um, I, I quite frankly don't understand how that happens because I, I certainly don't feel that old, even though, you know, I guess 63 is not really that old, but um, honestly, I I probably feel 20 years younger than I am. You are. (laughs) hopefully that continues for some time.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. But was this feeling you had while you were doing cycling or probably when you were doing other kind of sporting events earlier before kettlebells was introduced to you, did you have this (laughs) feeling?
0: Yeah, no, I I think there is that feeling. And, you know, I think when we cultivate our physical strength and ability, I think it really translates to our heads in that, you know, I feel like I can do anything that I set my mind to. And, you know, that carries over into many aspects of my life. And um, I think also it really speaks to you know, the ups and downs, the challenges that we all face with our training, how that translates into regular life. Um, So it's really kind of a microcosm of life in many ways. Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: Great. That's a great answer. Um, Yes, we are almost on the way of concluding the podcast. If you can uh, share um, like a very powerful message for the the women kettlebell lifters out here in India. Your experience, um, it would be a great, you know, a great message from your side.
0: Yeah. Um, I, again, I w- I just encourage people to to get involved, to try it. I know it can be scary. Um, when I first picked up a kettlebell, um, it it was scary. So find someone to work with who can really show you um, proper technique. You don't want to get hurt doing it. But there's there's a whole world out there um, that will open for you, um, and you know so many benefits as I just spoke of, health wise, um, um, attitude wise, and, and not the least of which the opportunity to meet a lot of terrific people in the sport.
1: Yes, yes, that's the biggest advantage what the Carol yeah. yes. yes, great, yeah. great, great, great. Thank you, Carol, for your time. And I'm sure you must have packed your bags to leave France. And and wish you bonjour and uh, thank you, thank you very much once again. And I wish you good luck for your upcoming competition in the month of December, which you're planning. And then Mm -hmm. definitely next year, if all things, if all things go well, then we'll definitely meet up.
0: Thank you, Parag. Best of luck to you as well. Yes, thank you.